What up, y'all? We are back with our official second season of Case Rotation. My name is Box Jetson. And I'm Spanisha Simone. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed our triple feature <laughs> prequel to the second season yeah. spring fling. Um, and we've kind of just been absent yeah. since then. But. Yeah, we've been absent. But and, we've been um, busy. But we've been on this thing where we're not apologizing for things that we don't feel that we should apologize for. Yeah. Um, although we wish we could have been giving you guys content and we wish that, you know, we could have provided a void for you guys missing our voices so much. <laughs> and our engaging conversation. Yeah, while we wish that was a thing, we also understand, and we know that you guys understand, that life happens and, um, you know, priorities are needing to be prioritized and yeah you know things come up life happens yeah Um, so we're not sorry that we've been missing for these past few months but we are grateful to be back and we're grateful that you guys are listening and we hope that you guys are excited to have us yeah um i was gonna say that even though we haven't been working on the podcast we have been like doing a lot of work in other aspects of our lives um which I think prepares us to do work on this podcast. Yeah. Because you can't really, we don't really, I don't know, it'd be kind of pointless to have this podcast if we weren't doing the work in other areas of our life. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I guess we should talk about what we've been doing and kind of some changes that we're going to bring to the show for season two. Woo! <laughs> Cue laughter. Okay. Um... So do you want to go first or me? Um, you can go first since you kind of introduced it. Okay. Um, Well, since the last time we recorded Case, I think that was March, um, I think I was talking about doing a lot of that self-work, which is what I still have been doing, and I think I'll probably be doing that for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, I'm getting more involved in Memphis. I won't go into details. But I'm getting... I think you should go into details. I don't think I'm ready to go into details. Why not? I don't know. I've been so secretive about it. I'm keeping it. You'll find out soon. It's your right. Yeah, it's You're my right. You're right to do so. Um, but, oh, wow. Yeah, we've been gone the whole summer. So, um, yeah, working... Uh, and then working on myself is mostly what I've been up to. Um, and then also just finding ways to make this podcast better. Cause it's not something that we forgot about. It's just something that we haven't really had the time to prioritize, mm-hmm. which is something that, um, we both have decided to be more honest about. It's not saying that, oh, I can't do this or I, you know, Maybe not don't want to, but I can't do this. It's just I'm not prioritizing it. Yeah. And, like, that's the truth. We weren't prioritizing it. There's some other things on our list of to-dos that yeah. um, took precedence over this. Not to say that this isn't a priority, because this is. Yeah. We spoke about it at least three times a day. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, when are we going to record again? You know, Or, like, ideas. Like, yeah. oh, we should talk about that on case. We'll talk about ideas. And then a week would pass, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Still talk about that and it still be right, relevant, right? Um, so that was fr- kind of frustrating to 
not record at a speed at which we were keeping up with current events. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, we needed to adjust to that. So with adjusting to that, we do have some new things that we'll be willing to share with you and some announcements to come um, just so we don't have to deal with that aspect of things. Like we do like focusing, we do like touching on current events, but I don't think that our show will focus on that as much. Yeah. Um, We're on a self-identification, self-growth, self-love journey. Yeah. Um, So we'll be... Well, at least, like, my, I'll be tailoring a lot of my content to that aspect of things. So I hope you guys are really ready to look within and ready to <laughs> do, do some introspection work. and do that work, man. And I'm going to challenge you guys weekly. <laughs> I'm asterisk. A, asterisk, weekly. yeah. I'm going tentatively, to tentatively challenge you guys asterisk weekly. Yeah. Um, to make sure that you guys are doing everything that you must do. Because I'm not going to lie, our weeks are kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Especially this half of the year. Especially this day. Like, yeah, I, this day is actually yeah. your busiest? Yeah, this day I go from busiest. 9 to 8. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'll go from 9 to and 7. So yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday is just like not good. And I came here from work so we could work on this and then I have some stuff to do after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are making a, a strict schedule and we're going to stick to it. Yeah. Um. And I was going to say, we are still going to talk about current events, but I, I feel like it won't be the the center of our show anymore. Right, right. Um, and while well, we... I... No, no. What? I was going to say I apologize if you were looking forward to that, but I don't. I mean, we're still going to talk about them, but we just wanted our show to be more reflective of who we are. And yeah. A lot of the times, the stuff that we talk about, it's like we're interested in it, or it's like an interesting topic, but... It, it's not really an accurate reflection of, like, what we'd want our show to yeah. be about. Who we are, what we stand for, what we want to yeah. discuss. Like, some of that trivial Dissimate. stuff is just, like, this... Nobody needs to hear about this. Like, it's, it's not that important. Yeah. Um, and although we haven't been recording, we've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, I guess kind of doing, like, research. Yeah. And we kind of just... From listening to these different podcasts, we kind of started to find things that we wanted, things that we didn't want. Mm-hmm. And the current events aspect is something that kind of is over-exploited on every, almost every podcast that I've yeah. listened to. Yeah. So we kind of just it's wanted oversaturated. to... oversaturated. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like, it's current. It's stuff people are talking about. Um, but we just don't want it to be the center of our show mm-hmm. anymore. So... So we'll get some. But just not the whole show. Yeah. Um, and then this is just like all, I don't know, like I'd say a rough draft, but we kind of want to format our show as in like, you know, we'll do a recap of like what we've been up to. Um, we can do like a current chat where we talk about some current things. And then uh, Box is going to bring a topic. I'm going to bring a topic. And then we're going to close out with Case's Corner. Mm-hmm. Which is something new. Woo! <laughs> I need to get my sound bites Cues going. excitement. <laughs> but, um, I'm tired of doing sound bites. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's kind of the new direction that we want to take case rotation in. Yes, so we hope you guys are excited and ready to embark on this new chapter of our case rotation journey. Yeah. So where should we go? Where do you 
<laughs> start. Also, I should note that this is not. Um, we didn't. We usually have like a, a draft of what the episode's gonna go like, and we did not draft. So we kind of just are freestyling here. We did. We are freestyling. <laughs> but in some bright, some brighter and good news. Before we get started, um, we are currently recording in a new location. Oh, yeah. Um, so nope, no longer. Not in the car. Yeah, no longer the car <laughs> from road trips or no longer the home studio. Uh, so we have an official studio and we're booking, working to get it um, consistently booked at about, you know, this time every Tuesday. So we'll record Tuesday, maybe get you the podcast on Thursday since we love Thursday so much. And uh, Thursday morning is more of a slow time for me. Except for the read drops on Thursday. That mean to me. <laughs> oh, do any of you guys listen to the read? Let us know. <laughs> because I do like the read. The read is a really great podcast. But I'm not about to let them shake me from dropping, you know what I'm saying? That that is true. They may cancel their recording for Beyonce, but I'm not about to cancel my drop That's date right. That's right, Kid Fury. We're not canceling. <laughs> Yeah, come see me, Fury. Come see me, Fury. <laughs> I don't think you did your recap. What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? You're so, in your second year of your PhD program, so that's what a big thing. I am, yeah. I'm in my second year of my PhD program. Um, the program as a whole was different than what I expected, but not as hard as I expected it would be. Um, but definitely way more time-consuming than I thought it was. So, you know, I'm at the point in my career now and the point in my program now where I am dedicating 40 hours of my life to something and, like, not even touching homework yet, not even touching a study guide, like, not touching a book, not touching anything. So it's like I'm dedicating so much of my time to life. Like, I'm, I'm currently at two practicum sites, and, like, practicum is basically okay. just a, uh, like, a watered-down internship, a pre-internship type thing. So I'm at two practicum sites right now. I'm at a GA site, so doing some research assistantship type things. And uh, I'm in class for 12 hours a week. So that's not even, you know, that's not even counting the things that I have to do at night. Not counting the fact that I'm in my second year of marriage now. Uh, so I <laughs> oh, still yeah, got to have some time. we had an anniversary before, after the last episode. Wow. Okay. We did, yeah. So yeah. We're, we've made it to over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some very exciting news. But yeah, just um, like I'm at a point now where I have to be very intentional with my time and very mindful of the way that I spend it, very uh, like aware and organized with the things that I do. So that's been fun, like working on my organization. Uh, those who know me know I'm super type B. I don't really have a set plan or like I don't set alarms. Or... You know what's crazy? I would never. I guess I'd classify you as mixed. Yeah, I'm yeah, like type A. Because you're like very organized. But then also very, like... I have an organized whatever. mind. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Your mind's organized. Yeah, like, I will remember a deadline. I'll remember a date. I'll remember everything to the point to where people look at me like I'm crazy for not writing things down or having an alert. But I'm trying to work on doing that a bit more, especially because I'm, like, got my hands in a lot more pots yeah. these days. So it's kind of necessary. Um, so, yeah, just being busy with that. Um, I'm really enjoying the work that I do. Uh learning a lot about myself for example I facilitate a group therapy male anger management group um, 
and I didn't think that I would like group work originally, but the work that I do has just been very amazing. Like, and I want to be sure to incorporate group therapy into my practice when I have my own thing. Like, I didn't think that it would be something that I'm about. So group therapy is something that's definitely fun. Um, over the summer, so just a quick recap about myself, I took a LGBTQ counseling with the LGBTQ population. Um, and I learned a lot of like alarming statistics that really made me want to be intentional about like being an ally and being an advocate for this population and like spreading the word about, you know, being sure that we're not adding to the oppression of this population because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us in our communities, you know, we are still a part of that community, a part of that, um, population as well and it's like you know if they're marginalized within our community and then they're marginalized within their community where do they belong like yeah. where do they fit in so I really want to work to you know advocate for that community a bit more um, I will be sure to have an LGBT affirmative practice so that way individuals from that uh, community will feel welcome to come you know seek services from me Things of that nature. Uh, so that was been eye-opening for me, like, to hear some of the stats. It's very, very alarming. Like, I really urge you to look at some of the stats, um, you know, in terms of violence against black trans women and violence against, you know, black gay males, you know, anything of that nature. Um, it's, it's rough out here for, for them. And, you know, taking that class really opened my eyes a bit and helped me to, you know, want to identify with that struggle and assist in any way that I can. Yeah, you loved that class. I did. It's one of my favorite classes. <laughs> oh, and then don't forget about your, your great news that you just got. Oh, I did just get some great news. So, uh, If you want to share that, I mean. <laughs> I don't have a problem sharing my accomplishments and great successes. Um, you know, this half of the podcast doesn't have an issue with. That was you know. so shady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so, as I was speaking about, you know, the graduate assistantship, we do a bit of research-based work. So, we were working on... Sorry, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Pack it down. Excuse me. Uh, so, we were basically comparing two interventions for individuals in jail. Um, animal-assisted therapy and seeking safety. Comparing those two interventions to determine, like, which one is the more effective in reducing stress, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, things of that nature in these in this population, the prison population. Um, I did a lot of the charts and a lot of the statistics and the mathy, mathy stuff behind it. And we submitted it for publication in April and we found out just in well, just yesterday. Yeah. That we were accepted into this journal, this prestigious journal. So um, so that's amazing. It's a great way to start off my first year. Like, uh, it's a part of my residency requirement to submit for a manuscript for publication. Like, whether or not it gets accepted or not, that doesn't matter. It's just you have to submit it. And I actually got accepted. So that was, you know, going above and beyond. I felt amazing about that accomplishment. So, yeah. Um, Is that everything you've been up to? Being married to me. Being married, being on this journey. Um, uh, being married is getting is, published. Yeah, getting published. Being married is fun. It's I tweeted the other day about how it's like having a like a lifelong slumber party with your best friend, and but you don't get in trouble for like 
eating all the snacks or something. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. You late. said eating all the snacks. <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere else. Um, what were you thinking? I mean, I just don't... Knowing you, I don't know. Oh, so I don't know where it's going. Um, yeah, I guess there's one more thing I'll share. But it's not what Box thinks. Um, I think it was in May I started working with um, a special needs book club and I do that once a week and it's like the highlight of my week every week they're like amazing people um in the group and it's just awesome every week to go to that that's kind of like my saving grace here mm-hmm. in Memphis right now they're they're awesome I love them you make such a difference there oh thank you I love them they really are making a difference in my life um, isn't that crazy how that works what like you think that you think you're going into a position or you go into a role and it's like you know you have the mindset like you know you're going to help people you're going to make a change and they help you're you gonna, yeah and they end up helping you way more than you help them like I look forward to them every week and that's no exact I mean anybody who knows me like they're like oh yeah this makes sense but like I look forward to seeing them every week yeah and we're only together for two hours yeah that's how I feel about the Mellinger Management Group as well. Like, you know, we're together for that hour and a half, two hours. But, uh, like, while I'm there, it's just, like, I get so much from it. It's a very substantive group. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm learning. Through teaching them, I'm learning some of these same skills. Uh, you know, hearing from the supervisor there saying, you know, these guys, they trust you. Like, they, you can tell that they really enjoy when you come around. So. Yeah. Uh, it's very reassuring, and you know I use some of those same practices in my day to day communication. Yeah. Strategies. I feel like for me, when I, um, I don't know, they're just always so happy to see me, mm-hmm. and they're so nice, and they have like just stories to share, and it's just like all, always just really good energy, mm-hmm. and like I need that sometimes. Cause it's just like sometimes it's hard. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, my friends are like my friends, <laughs> and um, that's sweet. Yeah, we. It's a great time. So that's something that I've been doing since May. Um, we, oh, we have friends visit. Marquita and Alani came to visit us back in July. Yeah, and that was really really fun. Shout out to Marquita and Alani. Thanks for visiting us, cool. guys. Um, and then we went to a wedding in July. Fox's best friend, Dante. I was like, we did a wedding? Yeah. And then in case you haven't heard, the Harrises are getting married. (laughs) Cue royal wedding music. (laughs) I got you, I got you. The Harrises are getting married. And um, we got to see them when we went home for that wedding, for Dante and Paradise's wedding. And <laughs> the Harrises are getting married. July 2020. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> that is so childish. <laughs> That was so cute, though. But yes, they're getting married. So um, that's, like, insanely exciting. Oh, my gosh. I'm also a godmother again. Well, I don't... You are? Yeah. My best friend, 
Ronald Kelly. Shout out to Ron and Diamond. RK3. They had they brought RK3 into the world. So I'm a god mom. So I'm pretty excited about that. It has anything else happened? Anybody else getting married, having babies, doing anything that we want to shout out? I think that's everybody. Oh, my sister got a job. Kristen got a job in a lab. She's a biologist. She's a biologist. She's working in a chemistry lab. She loves it, so that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, always very Anybody else doing big Pick things in all of our friends. My brother's getting married in Spokane. Yes, Robbie yeah. is getting married July 2020. Yeah. Um, a big month right there. We, yeah. We're pretty busy when it comes to like weddings next year. Yeah. Not that we're complaining, because I'm excited. Yeah. I'm not. I'm excited. I'm not complaining about the weddings themselves, but, but I just, just know like that the, it's a lot of travel, a lot of back and forth for me. The next year's going to be a crazy year, not to to jump ahead but next year is going to be a crazy year already and it's september 19 so like people still haven't gotten engaged yet yeah that are going to get engaged and get married next year you know october is the big big proposal month and and christmas like around christmas too so like this half of the year is just like proposal city so yeah we'll see i can't believe it's almost been two years since you proposed to me anyway crazy yeah um, so I guess we kind of did recap, but if you want to go to current events, I don't really have anything current that I really want to talk about. I don't really want to talk about 45 just because I don't feel like having a headache today. You know what? Speaking <laughs> of that, gentlemen, you know, I don't know if you guys... Okay, so current events, bang, you just hit me with one right there. Okay, perfect. Dave Chappelle sketch. Ooh, this you know is what? great. I think that I'm done talking about 45 altogether. Like, Completely. not even saying his name, like, not any of that. Because he's not the hokey pokey, man. Like, Dave Chappelle <laughs> put it best, not bro. What he it's is not about. Not what it's all about, bro. <laughs> so, that I'm was cool. beautiful. Um, well, one thing I do want to talk about on here, maybe not today, but in general, is um, the election, because it is important. Yeah. There is a current event that I do want to talk about. Um, that is political, and it was about the chicken sandwiches. I know every podcast has talked about these chicken sandwiches, but I wanted to talk about the guy from North Carolina who I don't remember his name, and I'm going to look it up because that's rude <laughs> to not say his name. Um, but he was registering voters, and I thought that that was really cool. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did hear Finish about that. that story for me, so I can look up this guy's name. Yeah, I can't think of his name. But he was in North Carolina, and you know there was a big debacle with the whole chicken sandwich wars, uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich, Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. By the way, if you got to try, there were those. Um, David Ledbetter. David Ledbetter is his name. Uh, if you got to try, you know that. Popeyes, well, we know what a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich yeah. tastes like. Yeah. But if you got to try that Popeyes chicken sandwich, you know, let a couple of vegan vegetarians know um, what y'all's take was, you know, who, who had that dub in terms of best chicken sandwich. But, you know, yeah, in North Carolina, he, David Bedler? Ledbetter. David Ledbetter. So David Ledbetter saw the lines wrapped around the blocks and wraps around the restaurants four or five times, and he thought to himself, you know, I could take this opportunity to do something important rather than, you know, go 
which is my least favorite route of things. You know, you guys could be investing in black a black-owned business. business. Like, why are you guys doing so much of this for these and organizations? black people just supported each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, first of all, that's super crazy because if you look at most of the popping spots in the hood, like, they be their lines be out the door anyway. Like, Enos, you're going to have a nice little way to get you some Caribbean food in Columbus. Um, so that, to me, was kind of silly. But, like, he took an opportunity to instead shame them for wrapping around the lines to, you know, not only educate them, but provide them with the opportunity to make political change and make a political difference. So he would go from car to car and just asking individuals, hey, are you registered to vote? Would you like to be registered to vote? You know, so that mm-hmm. started a movement in which people across the nation would then begin to take hold and try to get people registered um, because it was people that looked like us who were mainly yeah. fraternizing these uh these establishments. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, ironically, after that happened, yeah. after people were getting registered to vote, oh no, we're out of chicken sandwiches. We're out of chicken sandwiches. And I know some people are like, oh, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but I absolutely 100% believe that they would go that far for <laughs> to support voter suppression. It's the timing. I absolutely believe that that's what it was. I just don't understand like the timing of it. Like, the second this gentleman starts pioneering a movement like that. And he was quoted saying, um, we were seeing how long the lines were at Popeye's and figured we would try to go get individuals to vote. I was just hoping that the individuals would register. Yeah. So it's just like, he just was trying to get people to register to vote. And now all of a sudden they're out of chicken sandwiches. I don't think that that's a coincidence. I don't believe that. So yeah, the chicken sandwich thing, is I'm kind of over it. I it was kind of funny, like, just to see how people were saying, um, like, all the different memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I just feel like it, it really just spiraled into something that is just not even funny anymore. Yeah. And it's also pathetic that people are, I don't know, I don't know. It's just the whole situation was really annoying and pathetic to me. Um, My least favorite part about it is people, like... Taking pictures and um, yeah. of the of the employees and you know starting arguments with them and things of that nature. Yeah. It's like they are underpaid, they're undervalued. Yeah, and I mean, people, people don't respect fast food workers. Yeah, so so um, I mean, and anybody who's worked in retail, I've not worked at, with food, but I've worked in retail, mm-hmm. and people are crappy. Yeah, I so did not enjoy I cannot imagine the magnitude of crappiness that they were dealing with. And, like, apparently there was some armed robber who, like, was going to the Popeyes with a gun to get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, my. Was it that You're good? You're robbing Popeyes for a chicken sandwich? Was it that good? And I also saw people posting, you know, man, I got these chicken sandwiches, $45 or best offer. And people was actually bidding on them. You I don't guys, know if it was trolling or what, but your moms probably make better chicken sandwiches. Come on, yeah. Like, I feel like it's just one of those things that was just kind of. Honestly, what I really think now, this might be a little too like conspiracy heavy, but I really think that these companies have, like, people that work for them, like social media people or whoever. And they, like, try to infiltrate black Twitter. Or it could be black people. Mm-hmm. But they 
they do it to try to make it like a thing because they know if black people get hip to it, it's like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, because black culture is pop culture. <laughs> yeah, so it's black like, okay, history is history. we need the blacks to jump on this. We've yeah. got to get these blacks into this, this chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. So then it can, like, just... I'm with you on that. I think that that is a major possibility. Like, you know, they probably have these people that buy these... Either they're bots or they're people that are maybe even paid. Like, they buy their yeah. followers and they yeah. buy their influence and... You know, if about 10 people per region just start mm-hmm. mouthing off about it, then it eventually starts to carry weight and pick up. I was doing some research about it when I initially saw, you know, all the hype about it surrounding Twitter. And it was saying that they racked up, like, nearly $25 million in free advertisement. And, you know, Popeye's also endorses that the person who's sitting as president Popeyes is as well. I thought that I it think, was. I think Popeyes does. I thought it was big. I think it's both. If I'm being honest, but I don't know. I'll double check. Make I your food at home, guys. Yeah, make your food at home. Um, but yeah, free advertisement. That was a good point that you brought up about Holly. Like it was just Black Twitter that they used. Yeah. And I think um, I think that's something that happens a lot. That Black Twitter gets used as just like either. Um, not like a target market, but like it's who companies want to be talking about their stuff. Yeah. When I think about, I think that when they're in those boardrooms and they're discussing, like, you know, who is our target demographic, it is those 16 to 30 black mm-hmm. social media users. Oh, wait, okay. I'm, I absolutely lied. It is a liberal. Restaurant. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I didn't think that they supported. For some that reason, job. I thought I read that though. Which is cool that they were kind of undercutting. Okay, cool. Then I support it. Yeah. Chicken sandwiches for everybody. Um, I mean, not with no yellow five and blue. I'm, oh perk yeah. Well, and yeah, not with that. Vicodin I mean, and everything else. Yeah. At least like that twenty five million didn't go to a company that's rooting for Trump. So that yeah, that's I true. at least. I pick my poison. Yeah. Um, is that everything you had to think say about chicken sandwiches? <laughs> Yeah, but what I was prefacing, like, my original current event, the Dave Chappelle sketch. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the Dave Chappelle sketch. Um, you know, tell us your thoughts on it. Um, if you saw it, if you didn't. I'm kind of... I was going to say, what did you think? Well, I was going to say I'm kind of not in the... I'm not in the business of recommending this sketch to people who are like, oh, you got to check it out, you got to check it out, just because I know, like, we live in a in a world where he is the quickest to be a part of that, like, cancel identity. Like, people will get him about the pain quickly. Um, so I don't know, like, if you're not easily offended, I'd say check it out, but if you are easily offended, like, proceed with caution. But my opinion on it, I thought that it was, from start to finish, I thought it was phenomenal. Um... I thought that he did a really excellent job of, like, explaining some of his jokes. I thought some of his best jokes went over some people's heads. Like, mm-hmm. my personal favorite <clears throat> was the Anthony Bourdain jokes where he was talking about, you know, this man, he travels around the world. He, he's making millions of dollars just to eat food and yada, yada, yada. He's, and, you know, they found him dead. Like, they found him, that he, they found him dead from ruled by suicide. And it's like, you know, it was just a really good way of him equating the fact, like, you can't equate 
happiness to fame or you can't equate happiness to money. Um, it was really just emphasizing that find your own happiness, happiness lives within you kind of thing. And I really appreciated that aspect of things. Um, because, you know, Dave Chappelle is someone who never let money define him or define his happiness. So he just kind of stayed true to that in this mm-hmm. realm. Uh, he turned out $50 million because he didn't want, he didn't like the idea of not having creative control over his own Which work. Which I respect. Yeah, that's a major like, respect. Like, how? That's not easy to do, man. Like, And it's easy to say, like, yeah, I'm going to stay true to my craft. But it's like $50 million. $50 million sitting in your face. It could change your life. Like, and you got so, kids and you're just like... No. Yeah, and like, you know, him being able to turn that down and then hearing that particular segment, like it just really further further emphasizes the idea that money can't buy happiness and like yeah. if that's what you're looking for <clears throat> to determine your happiness or define your happiness or define success, you'll be looking forever because money is infinite, it's limitless, and it's going to yeah. change eventually and it's not backed by anything in this society. So There will never be an amount where you're like, okay, this is it. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, you'll always want more. Yeah. And then uh, another highlight that I saw was when he was talking about, I think it was, well, it was the, uh, it was the follow-up video. Like, he had, like, an hour special, and then he had, like, a 20-minute follow-up where he was talking about, like, you know, background behind the scenes of the tour. And I think it was the LGBTQ joke segment, and he was talking about how he was doing the jokes in front of a trans woman. And he said, you know, the whole night he was rattling off jokes and she was like laughing super hard the whole time. Like she was just enjoying herself. And then he gets to the point to where he's going to do the trans jokes. And he's like, man, I don't know if I should do this, man. Like she's been rocking with me all night. night. She's having such a good night. Why would I just ruin her night? And then it dawned on me. Hmm. Like, how can I tell these jokes if I don't feel if I don't feel comfortable saying it in front of her? Like, how can I get how them off at all? How can you say the jokes? Yeah. yeah. So then he started saying them, and she was laughing harder at those than she had been laughing all night. So then they went on to have a couple drinks later on, and she was letting him know, you know, I want to thank you for the, that segment because, you know, you've been able to tell the jokes like that. It kind of normalizes our experience, and it, you know, gives us a, like, more of a mainstream identity, like, because we're it's being talked about, like, our struggle, our our experience is being discussed. And he, I don't feel that he did it in a derogatory manner, the jokes. It was just, you know, it was realistic. And my, from, I'm not in the community, so I don't, from, yeah, so I I do take that back. Like, from my, from what I I don't think it's wrong to say that, but I'm just saying, like, it obviously is going to feel different. Yeah, You hearing the joke and them hearing the joke. Right, Um, But that's what I was going to say, that I like that part, that he talked about how, it kind of just, like, normalizes it. Yeah. Because, like, everybody can get made fun of. Everybody can get these jokes. It's kind of like how I took it. Yeah. Um, for me, it was it was good. I can't remember. There was, like, one part where I was, like, cracking up. It was really funny. I can't remember. But um, I was on edge because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is it going to say the R word? Is it going to say yeah. the R word? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, on edge about that. But, um I mean, I think it was just kind of, I like how he, it was kind of like, okay, Dave Chappelle was in the news for this and let, like, let me talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I kind of felt like he was just like going oh. through, like. Oh, um, when the creator of 
R. Kelly's special, Surviving R. Kelly, oh, she was yeah. like, uh, she was like, yeah, Dave Chappelle said this was too hot for TV. And he was <laughs> like, well, I would never say nothing like that. And he's you know like, I am. Sound like something I would say, and it's like, you know like what? It doesn't sound like anything Dave Chappelle would say. That's too hot for TV. <laughs> why would he say that? I couldn't that? hear him saying that at all. But yeah, um, he said he's never met R. Kelly, so yeah. he's like, why would I have something to say about that? Which, yeah. I mean, which is what it should be like for everybody. Like, if you don't know about it, you shouldn't speak about it. Juicy smooth, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was really good. I definitely would recommend it, um, but you just kind of have to be open to the jokes. Yeah, and there's some trigger warnings in there. Like, he yeah. drops the F-bomb a couple times. He does. Um, I mean, but he also drops the N-word. Yeah, and he's not an N-word. Yeah, he's not an N-word. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> not to compare, I'm just saying. He's not an... It's part of the joke. Yeah, so when you... If you, <laughs> so, if you check it out, it'll make Yeah, you'll, sense. it'll make sense. Um, is that everything you wanted to say about that one? Yeah. Check it out. I just got one little thing. Uh, My focus was, like, just the Anthony Bourdain and... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, as of today, Walmart will no longer sell ammunition for handguns and military-style rifles. Looks like I better get in there today, then. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they're they're not having open carrying in stores anymore. That is cool. I think it's cool that they're done selling that stuff. Um, I mean, they're kind of taking more of a stand than the government. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how is Walmart of all places being the leader in this? But I didn't really want to. I didn't really have anything to say about it. I just thought it was cool that as of today they're done with that. So that's I mean, pretty cool. Some, I mean, some action needs to be taken about these. Like these mass shootings. Because oh, that was in the, the comedy, too. Yeah. And it was funny because the next day I had an actor, active shooter training. And it was six <laughs> minutes. And we sat, we watched it on a computer. And it was literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Just giving the shooter ammunition and information of where to be. Oh, where oh we, we hiding? Right here? We hiding here? Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Cool. okay, cool. All right. That's where we meet up. <laughs> That's how you guys lock the doors? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. It is so dumb. It's and dumb. Like, in, you cannot train for this stuff. Yeah. In addition to you giving the potential assailant um, like information and ammunition on ways to do is like you're just inciting more panic into the students who... Or kids who have to be on edge at any moment. There could be a school shooting. It's not like the weather where it's like, okay, it's pretty dark outside. It looked like we might have a tornado. It's like there's no warning. It's just like we're here. And I'm going to be honest. Like when I was in high school, like my mindset, like if if there are kids in high school with the mindset that I had, when I was in (laughs) high school, like I wouldn't be going to school. Like I would be... That's what he said too. Yeah. Like y'all don't have to go to school. Yeah, I wouldn't be going to school if, if I knew that I could potentially. I mean, granted, you know, the SES of my neighborhood probably, um, probably assisted with yeah not having to deal with that or be as fearful that that may occur. But yeah, you know, it was in the inner city. So. <laughs> um, That's the one thing we got, I guess. <laughs> so we didn't worry about it too much. But I'm like, if this was a thing. If there was, like, how many shootings have we had now? Like, 260? No, it's probably way more than that. I know it's <laughs> over 260 right now. and if it's, it's somewhere between, like, 240, 300 and in that realm. there was just one this weekend. So, there, yeah, there was just <laughs> one this weekend. And I know, like, up to June, we had had, like, over 200 and something. That's I don't want to give a, a, a ballpark number, but I'll just throw it out there. Um, 
that was like through June, and the next leading country had one mass shooting at that time. So it's like, how do we not see this as a U.S. issue? Like, how do we not take the proper steps to actually, you know, combat this concern? Because I mean, everybody else sees it around the world. Like, they yeah. see the problem. There's a travel advisory. <laughs> yeah. You have, like different countries are receiving travel advisories before traveling to the United States because of the public shootings. Um, there have been, let's see, well, 53 people died in August from mass shootings. And I want to say this, I'm really tired of people blaming it on mental health, that is such a mental illness, because one, one that's just dangerous, mm-hmm. um, people with mental health or mental illnesses, they don't, I mean, I don't know, I'm not the expert here. But I don't think that it's fair to attribute that to, like, who they are. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's like, is there some illness there? Yes. But it also is, like, there's other patterns that people are ignoring. Yeah. It's just, like, there's a certain demographic that continues to do this. Seriously. There's yeah. a certain de- And then he, um, Dave Chappelle was right. He said every black person should just go, like, register for a gun. It's I like maybe that. The, I mean, we when we went and bought the chicken sandwiches and registered to vote, they got mad. Yeah. So if, you reg- if every so if we black all went and person, registered for guns, you don't have to use them. Every black person registered <laughs> for a firearm around election season, we would definitely. See, They'll change it. Yeah, we would definitely. I think I read something about how around when the Black Panthers were like, you know, telling people to get guns and all this stuff, that's when they wanted to regulate gun control. That is the only time the NRA ever had anything to say about it. I, yeah, I bet. So, uh, 297 as of August 31st, which I don't know when that other shooting was, but it says this averages out to 1.2 shootings per day. That's insane. And it's August. Well, it's September 3rd. over a shooting a day. Happy birthday, Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to Alyssa. Um, You know, we're talking about the royal wedding coming up. We forgot about the royal birthday. We forgot about the royal birthday, yeah. Yeah, Happy birthday. Alyssa just turned 21. Uh, So if you are listening to this, give her a a happy belated birthday shout out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry to put you in the midst of a mass shooting topic, Alyssa. But yeah. (laughs) I said September 3rd and I thought about it. Um, So yeah. I, I don't know. I just I feel like the mental health and mental illness issue is inappropriate. It's dated. It's like just a clear scapegoat. It stigmatizes mental health and it basically works against the very movement. I mean, like in a way, it does kind of. In a way. In a way. But in a very dangerous it way. It facilitates mental health awareness, but it's a scare tactic rather than a like a useful tool. And it's like these guys that are killing, yeah, these guys that are doing these, these mass shootings. These cisgender heterosexual They are not, women. they don't have mental health issues. Well, they might not be, um, well, no, they probably are cis, but they may be a little, I think some of them may be dealing with some cis sexual het- trauma. Hetero, um, Christian. Yeah, so <laughs> they want us to believe about them. But I think that uh, they all kind of have a pattern that they follow. And it's just, it's a mental illness of white supremacy. Like, that's the mental illness. And until you guys recognize, well, not you guys, but until people recognize that, Mm -hmm. it gets categorized with mental health. And that's not the same thing as white supremacy. Yeah. 
there is a difference and you have to say that. Shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Bang. Anyway. I can't think of a time that I ever <laughs> thought, like, man, I'm going to come back and Right? School, like, right? In elementary, middle, high Ever. school. Like, and I'd have been flamed <laughs> up. Like, before I really learned how to roast, like, I didn't learn how to roast until middle school. But, like, before I learned how to roast, I'd get cooked up and I'd just go home and, you know, kick it with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think, hey, man, I'm going to come. Go get my I mean, dad's gun. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The, most, the most I would do is, like, cry. Yeah, I couldn't cry. I mean, like, we if I'd go home, like, I'd cry. But, you know, nowadays, if, if I had known <laughs> that it was toxic to hold in those feelings, I would have done Yeah. Cried. I think, like, for me, it's just like, I would cry. But eventually, you know, you just kind of stand up for yourself and move on. Yeah. But I think, like, this is just deeper. I think it's Donald Trump is, oh, God, excuse me. Why did I say that? That's disgusting. 45. Um, he's just kind of giving people the courage and the platform to be this openly he doesn't ever, like, reprimand these type of events. Mm-hmm. So I think people look at it. They are sick in the head. They sick in the head. You sick in the head. And they look back and they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, look at what they're doing for their country and for their people. And I'll die a hero. And they'll talk about me. And But it's like, we won't talk about you long because there'll be another one in a few days. And you'll be history. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Losers. But on the wrong side of it. But on the wrong side of it. Losers. Anyway. Loser. You guys are losers. Um, is there anything else besides... No, we, I think we spent more time than what we planned. Oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. Well, I just want to say one last thing. Let's pray for the Bahamas. Pray because, for the Bahamas. Um, even though the sitting president doesn't believe that there could be Category 5 hurricanes. I saw this person, and I'm saying person because I don't want to, you know, identify anyone. You know, I'm just going to throw out a gender-neutral gender term. Um, this person said... I really pray that the Bahamas is restored by September 13th, <gasps> so that way it does not interfere with my vacation time that I had planned for. And it's like, how? That's disgusting. Dis- yeah, disgusting, oh low. Like, I never in my life wanted to slap somebody through the internet in my life. Like, there's people losing their lives, their homes, their communities. Everything. Their, their, yeah, everything. <laughs> They're losing everything, and your concern is... Like, oh, I want well, to I take want a my trip. vacation. Like, do you think that even if they did have it repaired, that that would be a good vacation, like, for you? Like, you're going to be able to see, like, all the aftermath still, and, like, people are still hungry, they're hurting. Like, they're probably going to look at you as if, like, you're lunch because... And I they, hope you go. They lose and I hope yeah. they do look at you so like, like lunch. Instead of praying... But it wasn't a prayer of, like, oh, It was more so a prayer for okay. me. Yeah. It's my I'll, trip. Yeah. That's not cool. It just... Yeah, it really made me upset. And I usually don't get that mad at tweets. Yeah, people are annoying. Okay, so we can move on. <laughs> that was fun for current events. Um, so, Box, do you have a topic that you want to talk about? Um, I didn't, but since I'm put on the spot, I can just, you know. Well, I can go. Mine is a like. bit trivial. Go ahead. What well, kind of have two? So whatever you kind of are more interested in, let's just go there. Okay. So, the first thing I was going to bring up was Cassie. hmm And, like, how it's this huge thing about how she, um, like, she spent her 20s with Diddy, like, living lavish and whatever. And then when she was in her 30s, she's like, okay, done with Diddy. Well, whatever, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And then, like, is with this new guy. And now they're having a baby and they're engaged. And so I kind of wanted to talk about, like, 
I don't know, like just. Well, I don't know how they relate, but for some reason, I thought of both of these topics together. So, like, toxic traits, and then, like, I don't know, like, moving on from situations or people or even, like, friends or just things in general. Hi, Dante. Dante's calling during our show. <laughs> I gotta get you back. <laughs> um, but, like, just a time where it's been hard to, like move on from from something I guess is what I was trying to get at I was thinking of multiple things so I kind of just just answer this how you whatever you want to say can you put that more question for okay yes what has there ever been a time that you've been well don't just talk about a relationship though like a girlfriend but unless you want to (laughs) but Okay, maybe you should go first. I feel like my topic needs some ironing out. What are you asking me? I'm trying to ask, like, has there been a time that you've had to, like, leave a toxic situation? And, like, how did you do that? And how did you come to terms with, like, okay, I have to do that? And is that too deep? Is that too much? No, that's not. Um, But you would like me to refrain from, like... Well, no, because I didn't want you to feel like you had to talk about... Like, I didn't want you to think, like, when I asked that question, you're like, oh, this is what she's asking me about. Because I was going to talk about friends. Yeah. So. Like, you know, toxic relationships, um, toxic friendships. Um, the I think getting, for me, like in the past, well, I guess for like from my, in my experience, getting out of like toxic friendships is a lot easier than getting out of a toxic relationship, I think. Because like with a... Like, relationship, there's a bit more invested, I think, than, like, in a friendship, just a standard friendship. Um, but, like, with both, like, I kind of just, like, run myself through the same process of thinking, you know, is it working? Is, like, am I gaining anything from it? Are they gaining anything from it? Um, you know, in what ways are they contributing to my success, well-being, to my, you know, any of those things? Um, and if the answer is, you know, they're taking more than they're giving or they're just kind of seemingly along for the ride or uh, you can see traits of, like, people who maybe like, trying to manipulate or just use you for things, like, you can kind of get a feel. Um and if all signs are pointing to, like, I'm not getting anything from a relationship or I'm doing more damage to myself in the long run by staying in a relationship, then I just, like, will mm-hmm. talk myself through that. Create a pros and cons list. Determine, like, what would be the benefit of staying. Determine, like, what would be um, the benefits of leaving and like if the benefits of leaving outweigh the benefits of staying then I think the answer is a lot more clear than what people want to recognize want to recognize yeah That's perfect. Um, and then like this is not really that important of a question but like what do you think of what Cassie quote unquote did because I mean we don't know them but what it appears that happened what do you think of that Cause you know how people say like, how do you move on? And then like, you break up with somebody, and then you move on and get married and have kids. Like, how do you yeah. do it that fast? Yeah, and, and I, think, I feel like that's something that we can like relate yeah. to. And you know, I actually wasn't going to speak to that. Like in my, so in my last relationship, 
like I had been realistically trying to get out of it for like probably the last year and a half, if not more. So it's like I had already been like grieving the relationship and like the dying relationship and like, you know, trying to make sure it ended on good terms at least. But, you know, other parties involved were more so, you know, trying to like force the issue until it became like too much. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like that's interesting that you were trying to avoid it like ending badly and then it still did yeah (laughs) because I didn't follow my gut and just like Mm -hmm. you know what that's it I can't take anymore like I want out like had I just been assertive and like you know worked on the you know my the training and like the knowledge that I received up to this point is a lot different than what I had been yeah so it's like if I had been working on my assertiveness like I would have been out of that long 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 ago like I wouldn't have adhere to like any of the threats or any of the mm-hmm. I want to do this if you don't stay like I wouldn't have adhered to any of that um, like had I been in the right mindset and I think that also goes into line of like what I was saying about the difference between relationship and a friendship like you have more invested in a relationship so the thoughts get a little more cloudy like it's harder to think things and parse things out um, so as I was saying, like, the relationship was already in the grieving, dying process in my mind for, like, a year and a half. So, like, when it officially ended, then it was already a matter of, like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to, like, get myself together for a few months or what have you. And then, like, I'm ready to get back, like, into doing things. And, like, I never was, you know, I didn't take that time to heal for the purpose of, like, being with anyone or, like, being in a mm-hmm. relationship. Like, I took that time to heal myself and work on the things that I felt I needed to work on. Um determine like what are some of the things that I won't tolerate based on what I've tolerated in the past relationship so just like a matter of um like the grieving process had already taken its course so with her like she may have been unhappy a lot longer than what I was like she may have been unhappy for um the whole dang time yeah were they 10 years or so yeah, I think it was 10 years. It's like, you're together 10 years and you didn't ever get a ring? Like, that's and I know, because I know everybody on Twitter loves to say, oh, I don't care about a ring. And da, da, yeah. da, da, da. Well, some people do. And that's exhausting, though. Like, you know, <laughs> Cassie may have felt like she was doing everything in her power for this man and, like, you know, doing everything that was required of, <laughs> of leveling up, in the words of Sierra, and, you know, being a good wife, like, showing the material of a good wife or a good spouse or a good partner or whatever you're preferences um so like she had probably already been going through some of the same grieving things throughout the relationship Mm -hmm. like especially if he was you know being if he was engaging in fidelity if he was you know (laughs) having all these late nights with partners and you know coming back to use trying to make it seem like everything's all good like she probably was already done yeah so that's what I was gonna say for me yeah it's like a lot of times I feel like a lot of girls can relate to that like you'll be in a relationship but you kind of start mourning it while you're in it yeah yeah so I think and I mean for me my like the transition because I feel like I relate to Sierra and Cassie a lot Mm mm-hmm um, so I feel them, and I think when people say, "What was the prayer?" Da, 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 like they literally moved on. You're not getting passes for being f boys no more, bro. Yeah. Like, 
Girls are women are on. fed up, bro, and they moving on, and they getting much better guys, bro. They Y'all are. making trash songs about how you gonna get them back. And you ain't, like, and it's a hot girl. It's just hot girl every day. Shout out to Russell Wilson, bro. He is yeah. a very great role model. And, you know, I appreciate him as a man based on (laughs) what Cameron Harris, like, (laughs) Cameron Harris, he looks up to this man, like, he views him in such a positive light that, like, I have developed a respect for Russell as a father and a husband. Um, Oh, but yeah. Um, So, yeah, I feel like a lot of times girls, they're getting over relationships while, you're mourning them while you're in them, because I feel like girls know... I feel like girls realize first when it's not working out, but maybe that's wrong because you just sat here and said that. But most times, girls... And when you said that, I'm like, dang, like, am I... Yeah, but most times, girls know. We're, you know, we're just like, okay, like this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And you kind of start mourning it. So for me, it was like I kind of was already just like, over it mm-hmm. because I've been so long. Yeah. So I know like people were saying like, oh, well, that's kind of fast or like, were you guys doing this and that? And like, like people, how they say stuff about Cassie mm-hmm. and it's just like, no, but you yeah. don't know how people are treated. You don't yeah. know what, what people are going through. And then it's just like to get out of that. I don't know. It doesn't take a million years to get over some. I mean, it does some things, but when you are in like a a dying relationship, it doesn't. I don't need to take a year off to take a break from that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I don't know. Especially I think when you've already mourned all that time. Yeah, like you know what you've been wanting and you ain't been getting it here. Yeah, and then you find somebody who has it. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you don't have to be like, okay, well, I've got to wait a year because that's yeah. just respectful. And we don't know. There's weren't they broke? Then they broke. They yeah, broke exactly. up exactly. Like, like during that breakup, she could have like exactly. met this guy. And it doesn't matter if she met him while right she was with him. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, Treat people with respect and then you won't lose them. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, the heart doesn't know anything about time. Yeah. So it's like if we cannot put our limits on mm-hmm. another couple, like just because they seem like they had a fast turnaround. If they did. what's going on. And it works, that's good for them. At least it worked, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope you don't think that the love of your life is just going to be, like, hand-delivered to you at the perfect time when everything is just, like, perfect in your life. And Yeah. Here it is, your, the, your perfect love. That ain't how it goes, <laughs> It's bro. not how it goes. It's hard and it's work. It's work. So don't, I, I commend them and I relate to them. And, yeah, I'm super happy for Cassie. Every girl, leave that guy that's dragging you around. Yeah, that's my advice. And then there, well, I was gonna. What else did I? Ask? Oh, I said I didn't think she was doing anything wrong. And then toxic relationships. For me, it's just hard with friends actually, <laughs> because um, I don't know. Like when I have friends with somebody, and I've stopped doing this. I've tried to, but I usually have like just undying loyalty. If you're my friend, it's like, all right, you're my friend. I'm riding with you. Like, we're in this together. And then you realize that people don't have that same energy with you. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like I'm being, like, so loyal to this person. And, yeah. like, they wouldn't do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably, like, that's one of the things that I've really had to work on. And, like, just having boundaries and being like, okay, like, just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean that you have to, like, okay, you don't like this person, I don't like this person either. That's how we roll. You know, like, I have my friends that I'm like that with, but then everybody's not my best friend. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't deserve that treatment from me. 
That's true. So that's what I've been working on. And then, like, also having friends, having people that you want in your life that you know don't need to be there. That's something that's been really hard. Just because, I don't know, you start to love things about people that maybe, I don't know. Like, just you love things about them, and so you're like, okay, like, I want them in my life. Mm -hmm. But then there are other traits about them that's just, like, they're not good for you. Yeah. So that's been hard for me when it comes to friends and just like, oh my gosh, like I love this person, but this person is kind of crappy mm-hmm. and they're not really good for me. So yeah, you just got to cut these people off basically is the yeah. point. <laughs> cut them off. Go, Especially if they're not, if they're not contributing anything yeah. to your life. Like what? It's just like cutting dead ends out of your, uh, yeah, like dead ends out of your hair. I remember I saw that, that um, analogy one time and I thought it was really good. It's the like truth. Cutting off dead ends. Cutting off dead ends to maximize growth isn't just a hair quote. Uh, it's true. Wow. And it's, because it sucks. I hate getting my hair trimmed, too. But it looks so beautiful afterwards. And you're yeah. like, you know what? It, it was worth it. Way more yeah. And I feel like that's what how my life has been since I've been like, all right. I mean, there's, I've, I have some friends where I sometimes feel kind of, um, I kind of feel boxed out. Like they, Everybody decided, like, okay, we'll all stay friends and we'll box her out. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of feel. But um, I'm also just, like, I'm at a different place in my life. And you just, you guys were good for where I was at and I'm somewhere new now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they are just supposed to be in this chapter of my life. Some and reasons just, and some seasons. Yeah. So shout out to all my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was my topic. Super basic. So, do you have anything you want to chat about? Uh, do I have a pressing topic right now? Um, or we can just talk about some like generic married stuff. <laughs> Which is what I was going to say for Case's Corner. So. Uh, let's see. My topic is just self-love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um... I really encourage and implore you all to think about the ways in which you are implementing self-care and implementing self-love, and I want you all to be more intentional about that. I have something I want you to talk about. Well, um, good thing this ain't your topic. But I really want you to talk about this. It's really important. What? Everybody is not a mental health counselor. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Um, or is that mean? It's not mean. It's the truth. Um, we have to be very intentional with with our content and what we post and what we expose ourselves to. That goes yeah. into self love. Yeah, I've been seeing like some posts on Twitter and like people like everybody thinks that they're a mental health professional. And it's like I don't even post stuff like that because I'm still got some work to do. And it's like I'm working on my doctorate in this field. So it's like if I just don't understand like what gives people the goal to do that or feel comfortable doing that and it's like there's people in the field who aren't even doing that yet um but i don't know people i feel like people are like they have the the right intentions yeah they have really good intentions but it's just the delivery is all bad and it's like you can't deliver interventions or like deliver terms if you don't necessarily know what they mean or know what they imply and like Mm -hmm you don't understand that every single person is different. So it's like you're pulling out these umbrella blanketed terms to try to put people into a box, essentially. It's like you're doing way more harm than help. Um, That's why 
like we as these professionals, like we work on treatment plans and like we try to apply theory and rationality behind everything that we do and make sure that we're intentional with our, the way that we deliver and implement these interventions. So um, like I personally take my craft seriously and like seeing it botched and yeah, like seeing it botched and seeing people just like kind of like throw it throw things out willy-nilly is just is disrespectful to me and like I'm only going to take so much more of it before I start like I mean and it's disrespectful to people who look at that stuff yeah you know, people who really need that help I mean I do, I definitely think that um I love that people talk about mental health on Twitter and all the socials yeah talk about mental but health. but I just want people to like be informed yeah but yeah don't about what be misinformed and don't misinform others because that's going to do way more damage in the long run. Like, and I just think about it like, how many times have you WebMD'd yourself and mm-hmm. you went into the doctor and like you told your doctor, like, yeah, I think that I have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and like they're not only telling you that you're wrong, <laughs> but they're also getting pissed that you came in there with those type of questions. Like, rather than just asking questions about symptomology, like you're telling them, like, hey, I have. Is it this? Is it this? Is it that? And it's like, dog, I've ruled these out long ago. Like, yeah, it's kind of the same aspect. Like, they could, they're probably going to be going into these counseling sessions and you know, asking all of these different attachment based questions. Like, do you think I have borderline personality disorder? And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you just have difficulty expressing love appropriately, and like some assertive communication could assist with that. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with a disorder. Although I do think it is good to go into the doctor or go to any professional, health professional with questions. Yeah, questions. I do think that you should do that. Uh, But But sometimes I feel like people just want to name for things. Yeah. But that also makes it easier, though. Like, one, being able to label something, because I, I, when I first came in, I had an issue with labels and, like, uh, like the categorization of people at all. So, um, I had some questions about that coming into this program, but then some things that helped put me at ease, some things that were told was, like, you know, being able to have a label, like, yeah, it is kind of like, it is essentially labeling someone, but at the same time, it's providing them with a baseline for where to go get help it with gives you direction it gives you direction and it like it creates that universality aspect where you know I'm not alone like I thought that I was crazy for experiencing this I thought that only I did this I thought that you know XYZ but then it's like you know we have uh, we have we have a starting point on like what interventions to use, like a starting point on how to actually conceptualize the case and determine like what the best line of treatment would be for the client. Um, so like yeah, like some of the visuals that you guys are throwing out is cool. It it, it is. Um, it's great for conversation. It's great to start the conversation, but it's not matter of fact. I just and think with mental health, I we think have you to should be- tell someone to go get counseling instead of. <laughs> trying to play counseling. I Seriously. think I think um, I just just think we need to be protective over mental health, and I think it's because of how it's shown in the media. And I'm starting to realize just how uneducated the country is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people they get their information from the news and from TV, and that's their source of information. They don't read books, yeah. and they don't research things. So I feel like if you ask someone who's uneducated in some small town in, like, Iowa, they're going to be like, yeah, mental health is just people, they go shooting up 
you know, public yeah. areas. Yeah, that's and that's dangerous. And that's why I think we should be super protective about the stuff that we say because it's like there are really people who don't research things for themselves and if you tweet it they're gonna be like oh okay so that's a fact yeah that's bible so that's why i i feel protective about it yeah i'm with you on that but i mean everybody keep having that conversation but just know like everybody that you see on the internet is not a mental health professional yeah (laughs) just basically remember that yeah is that a good topic? I technically, it was a really good topic. Okay, great. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, I hope everyone knows that I was joking when I was like, yeah, this isn't your topic. Um, that, was, oh. that was said in jest. Like, I'm not really like that. Not that really. If you got a topic, though, that's cool. That was just like a nice PSA. That was good, though. Um, yeah, PSA, don't play therapist. Let me do that. Send them to me if they really got questions. Yeah, send them the box. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Self-love, you know, be intentional about self-love, be intentional about self-care, buy the shoes, um, go for a ride around the block. Have the sushi. Have this, oh, please have the sushi. (laughs) Uh, Please have it. Veggie rolls are awesome. Um, Take trips. And don't think that you have to. Be vulnerable. Don't think that you have to go to Dubai or Paris or Fiji. Nah, bro, we just took a trip to Knoxville, and it was a, one <laughs> it was of the most amazing. beautiful experiences I've had in a long time. Yeah, take weekend trips. Like, see the U.S. You don't have to go all out yeah. to travel. And don't let people make you feel bad about your travel experience. Exactly. Like, you went to Miami? Like, bro, okay. Like, Miami is fantastic, and Miami's bro. amazing. I've been a lot of places, and that's one of my favorites to this day. So. Yeah. So just love yourself whatever way you see fit. Or nobody will. And that really is the truth. Yeah, thank you for listening Wait, to Wait, that me. was not Case's Corner, was that it? That was not. I thought Case's Corner was that. Oh, was that Case's? We didn't say, okay, now for Case's Corner. I guess we'll do it next time. <laughs> well, yeah, that was Case's Corner. Love yourself. Or nobody else will. Yeah. And also, um, don't play. Yeah. Do we have a, like a quote or like an affirmation or like something we want to leave the people with? I'm all about affirmations. Oh, I've got one. Yeah, Maybe we, we both have can have one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, here is mine. You can say this to yourself as an affirmation. I'll get close. Like, a, what is it? ASMR? Okay, this can be our cases corner. Uh, these affirmations right here. Okay, they're going to be different every week. Yeah, Cases Corner is going to be something random. So right now, we're going to do quotes in Cases Corner to kind of keep your week afloat. You should do an ASMR style, like, close to it. And, like, I think they whisper. Yeah, do an ASMR style. Okay. So my quote is, I am at peace with my past. I am in love with my present. I am excited for my future. Say that to yourself a couple times. And then my message. <laughs> Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Oh my gosh, we could have talked about being present. That would be good for next week. Okay.
Well, next week, guys, we're going to talk about being present. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be amazing. That actually just really disappointed me that we didn't talk about that today. It's cool, though, because I think we got some substantive information. Yeah. And we had a lot of good content today. Okay, that was great. It's so great to be back, guys. It is very great to be back. This felt fun. I enjoyed this, and I've got to get ready for class. Well, wait, they've got to follow minutes. you. They've got to follow you. I got class in 20 minutes. Okay, follow him at Box Jetson. <laughs> and follow me at Spinzo with three Zs yeah, and I one got O. Two X's. And then you can follow the podcast at Gaze Rotation. Yeah, Box Jetson with two X's because one is too basic and three is too nasty. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say I have three Zs, but that is nothing. That just means I'm super sleepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you super um, slept on. So, yeah, uh, tweet us if you guys listen to this, and we will be back next week. Yeah, I'm two slept on. That's, <laughs> that's right. Three slept on. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. That was fun.